intention. And so I'll talk a little bit about that and then we'll do some journaling and um, just a little short meditation time just to really get into the energy of what we're wanting to create. And um, before I did that, though, I really felt like it would be super inspiring to ask Jamie to share with you guys a little bit tonight because... Um, so Jamie's been doing this work for... Um, it's almost our four-year anniversary. Oh. So um, I've been so proud of y'all, of her progress, and I, I know many of you know her and have, have walked with her, and, um, and she has walked with you, but I just think um, having a little time for you to hear from her and what has particularly helped her in this journey, what um, maybe pitfalls that she can say, oh, you can avoid that pitfall. But she's made incredible progress. And she's, I'm so proud of her because she's stuck with this work with just a level of um, just intensity that's been really inspiring to watch. So I'd love for you to to share and take it away. Hello, everyone. Uh, Melissa is my timekeeper. She's got me. I'm so excited. So I shared um, a little bit about my story at the retreat. So um, for some of you, this is going to be some of the same information, but I'm trying to be concise so I have notes. I'm also going to talk at lightning speed, so buckle your (laughs) seatbelts. So over the course of like three to four years, um, my parents had gotten divorced. I moved to Lubbock. I met my sweet husband, got married. We um, got pregnant. We lost our baby. And I developed this um, just severe anxiety and this panic disorder, which just became really normal and terrifying for me. I was uh, throwing up a lot, leaving school. At the time, I taught first grade. I wasn't sleeping. And I knew that I needed something more than, than talk therapy, like counseling. I had done that on and off for 10 years, and I really liked it a lot, but I just knew that I needed something more. Um, I also, during this time, I took medication, a lot of medication, um, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. I, I just needed something, and I didn't know what else to do. And what I learned after about seven years of taking it is that it was masking what was going on below the surface for me. And... I learned that when the body is triggered, the limbic system sends out alert signals. And over time, the body, when it feels unsafe, it creates padding. And that's exactly, like, literally what happened to me. Um, In a very short amount of time, I gained 135 pounds. And I, I knew the things to do. Like, I knew how to do Weight Watchers and count calories and work out and all of that. And it just wasn't... It just wasn't working for me. Um, And so my doctor suggested, um, she said, do you know Anna Hines? And I was like, no. And so, of course, I Googled her and all of that before I contacted her. And I talked to her the first time when she was coming back from Colorado. And I just had this sense about her, like, like, this is it. Like, this is happening. Um, In our first session, she talks about tapping, and that just seems super woo-woo to me, and my feelings might be tied to food, no thanks, yoga, hard pass, Um, but but my heart was just so broken, (laughs) and I, it's recording, that's awesome, and super, who's this chick? (laughs) 
And I had just prayed that that God would let me know if this was what I needed or not. And here's you know what I know for sure is that God led me here and to her and to this work. And I feel him like I've never felt him before. And so uh, we start meeting weekly for sessions, which are amazing. And I, I just started learning certain things. And the first thing I learned at the very first retreat, the very first big retreat, was that everything layers down to something good in you. And I just love that. Um, I love that I have felt such anxiety around being a mother and being a wife and being a good friend because I deeply want that. That that layers down to something good in me, that good desire. Um the most important thing that I learned is that I am not these blockages or triggers. I'm not, I'm just experiencing them. I'm not anxiety and I'm not depression and I'm not fear. I am experiencing these blockages and triggers, but they're not who I am and they're not who you are either. So I started this, this work and, um, and I I just wanted to know there was a certain point that it came like, what's next? Like what's, You know, if I'm not these blockages, then what do I want? I know that I want life and I want creation. Um, I love the idea of being a co-creator in my life. And uh, I just started reading Switch on Your Brain. Guys, wow. So Dr. Caroline Leaf and and other scientists have said this. I've heard other scientists say this, but I just read that, and Anna says this, we are wired for life, and I love that. Um, this quote I read this morning, she says, one brain generates more energy in one day than all cell phones on the planet. So we have the power to make changes and we were not ever given a spirit of fear, but of love power and of a sound mind. And so enter light ups for me. Thank you. I'm going to talk faster. So uh, do y'all know about light ups? Do y'all know about things that light you up? Okay, so things that light you up. Um, I had a hard time really naming things that really lit me up, and I thought it had to be really perfect and elaborate, um, but it doesn't. So I started with super simple, like Burt's Bees grapefruit chapstick lights my soul on fire. I love it so much. Loud, in-your-face music. Who was I talking to? Gloria. Um, Watching the sunrise. Time alone in the morning. I love waking up the house and opening up the blinds and turning on the lamps and the diffuser. I love that. Um, fresh sheets, all of this stuff. So, And then I learned that the more I focused on these things that light me up, the bigger that they get and the more that I notice them and the easier it is to settle into gratitude. So other things I love, tap and rant in the shower. Have you tried that? Because that will change your life. Um, so... Alicia <laughs> has given me um, several Monet products to try, and you have to put them on for like, you know, five minutes. Well, you don't have anything else to do in the shower, you can tap and rant. And there's something about like the water just like coming over you, and you feel so squeaky new and clean, and I just, I love it. So the other thing that I love to do is um, putting, putting my hand on my heart and asking like, what is... Um, what is the next thing that I can do in this moment to show love to myself? I love that. I love that. And 
I know from this work that I can call forth those desired feelings right now, and I can live from them now. I'm a divine being. Yes, I am. And I can live from that right now. And I love that. So um, 16 months ago, um, I (laughs) decided that I was ready to release. Okay, so second big retreat, my word is release. Alicia is an amazing artist, and she did a henna tattoo. It was right here. I wish it was still here, but it said release, beautiful bird. And I decided that I just learned that nutrients cannot enter a cell until the toxins are released. What? I know. So I decided to release shame around weight, physical issues, and um, fear. And Anna showed me that my body was literally locked down with emotions and trauma, pain from family relationships, and how I couldn't have what I desperately wanted. I didn't know if I wanted to be a mother because mine had hurt us so much. So in that time, I've released over 100 pounds. I have released um, the narrative of who I've always thought that I am, released labeling myself with anxiety. I am still a work in progress. I was just telling Alicia, I had a session on Tuesday with Anna about still releasing, and I'm all done with that. I feel like we should be done releasing. We're not. It's okay. Still releasing. (laughs) Um, At this last retreat, my new word is restore. Alicia gave me a new beautiful tattoo for restore, Um, and that is my focus for this year is restoration. Um, Last thing. And then I'm done. Um, I know I keep saying um, Anna says, but she's in my head. So Anna likes to say, but what if? And I love this. Like, what if? What if this is all the most beautiful thing that could have ever happened to me or to us? All of this pain and loss. Because I wouldn't have done this work. And I wouldn't have thought that I could create who I want to be and how I want to live this work is so important, not only for us, but for the ones that we love. So on New Year's Day, guys, the sun is setting. I'm standing outside in our backyard, which is my favorite thing in the world. And I'm looking at the sunset and I am just, I'm whispering like my intention, everything that I want. And I'm telling God that I am open to however he wants to create that in my life. I'm telling, I'm saying everything that I want. My husband so cute. He peeks his head out and he's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm whispering my intention in the sunset. I said, do you want to come with me? And he was like, all right. So just like a dang movie, he comes out, we are holding hands in the sunset and we are both whispering our intentions for 2020. And it is so beautiful. So, um, so he left my, he works out of town and, um, Every week he leaves me a sticky note, and the, one of the first things that he wrote is that he's manifesting peace and confidence for me. And I just think, guys, this work, when we do it for us, it is so beautiful and important, but then when it carries over to the ones that we love, there's nothing more important than that. So. So... Um, I love what, I'm going to piggyback off of what Jamie said, because the way I want to um, share about visioning and intention setting, all of it has to do with a different lens with which to see goal, goal setting and intention setting and all that. And um, I don't know if 
if you all grew up with kind of a mindset of um, achievement and like writing a list of all the things that you want to do, you know, like the, the typical New Year's resolution and, you know, the, the typical way that our culture goes about setting goals is very much, um, it's very much physical striving and, and performance and writing down a goal and achieving it. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of the same way that we, um, same way that diets are kind of created, like here's your goal, like you eat this many calories and you exercise this much and you check that off the list and then you move on. And that, I think that works for a certain season of time for certain people. However, I've noticed that as people go along in their awakening journey, as they're moving more deeply on, on this path and more deeply into this journey, it doesn't work anymore. I don't know if y'all noticed that, but like the old way just doesn't seem to, to land and it doesn't seem to work. You can't, maybe the, the, there's a level of striving or performance that something inside of you just resists at a certain point. So I just want to present a new way of setting goals and, and intention and, and just thinking about how to look at your future and, and how to, like a, a lens with which to see it maybe differently. So what I want to do is consider the idea of, um, rather than goal setting, more of like, I'm going to call it energy setting. So we're going to talk a little bit about energy today and what that means, what that looks like, and how to create from a new kind of energy. And so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if um, I can get Ben to piggyback on this, because Ben is fantastic when it comes to talking about energy. Um, he understands it just crazy, crazy good. He spoke at the retreat and we were all just like blown away. So, um, so when it comes to what I mean by energy setting is, um, you know, everything is made up of light and energy, right? We are not physical matter as much as we are energy and, and what, and, and energy is sort of, is sort of, um, smushed together to make a human body Everything's made up of energy. The chair you're sitting on, you know, food has energy, thoughts have energy, the body has energy, everything has energy. And um, so what is, is really interesting is when the energy is vibrating really high, you have that, that elevated feeling. You have joy, you have life, you have hope, you have freedom, you know? And whenever the, the energy is really low and really, really dense... Um, inside the physical body, it's, it's um, you know, there's a heaviness to it. There's fear, guilt, shame, and that's a lot of what we live with is like a heavier kind of energy. The world lives, lives off of um, what I think of as kind of like a survival mode energy. Everyone is, you know, worried about food, clothing, and shelter and, you know, how, how we're going to get what we need. And, and, and it's all about that performance and striving. And what we want to do is see if we can move from the energy of survival to the energy of creation. Because I believe that we're a co-creator with, with God in our lives, or just whatever higher power fits for you. But we have this co-creative power, but if we're living in that heavy energy, that fear, that guilt, that shame, that, that heaviness, that it is, it's weighing us down, it's keeping us from a vibrant life. It's keeping us from really being all that we are in the world. So whether you're, you have vision or intention around, um, you know, your, your body and your health, or whether you have certain uh, things that you want to create in your life, like better relationships or more abundance in your life or a different career, everything comes down to the energy that you're able to hold inside of yourself. 
What's the energy that you're emitting? So as I said before, um, thoughts have energy and emotions have energy. So when you feel emotion, emotion, E equals energy, M is motion. So energy in motion is what we call emotion, right? And um, so, so as you know, there's an electromagnetic field. And if I go too fast, y'all can stop me. It's an electromagnetic field around our body. And it is, you know, I think six to 12 feet in every direction. So that's how, when someone walks in a room, you can kind of feel their energy, depending on how empathic you are. You kind of know they're real sunshiny, or they're like super depressed, or they're like a real um, intense energy. It's because we all have an energetic field, right? So we have this electromagnetic field, is what it's called. I'm gonna get just a tiny bit sciencey, a little bit in the weeds here. And um, it's interesting to note that our thoughts create the electric part of that electromagnetic field. So thoughts are electric, they send a signal out, and feelings are magnetic, and they draw something back in, okay? So electromagnetic means that our thought, whether, it, and we'll talk about high vibrating or low vibrating, but a thought will send a signal out, like a radio signal. I mean, you can think of it as like a Wi-Fi signal. And a feeling will draw it back to you. That is a magnetic signal. And so you notice how there's people who, you, you can tell that they, um, I had a friend like this in, in high school. You can, you can tell that, that um, there's, there's something wonky in their electromagnetic field or their kind of vibe, general vibe, because um, there's this guy I was talking to and he said, you know, everything that could possibly go wrong in my life always goes wrong. And he would start to tell me about um, different things that would happen in his life. Like, man, I mean, I went on this vacation. It was supposed to be an awesome vacation, but I missed every single flight. Everything that could go bad went bad. And there were all of these, you know, victim mentality, fear-based, suffering mentality, negative thoughts, just kind of constantly. And, um, and I just remember thinking, like, what in the heck is going on here, you know? And, and I won't get off into it too much, but there can be a programming that's creating that electromagnetic field, right? That, that, that thought process and that magnetic process. And, tr- and sure, sure enough, that's exactly what I observed about his life. Like everything that could happen, you know, that was negative happened. It was so sad to me. And then you see those people that like they're constantly just attracting good things in their life, you know? They just, they feel like, you know, I, I deserve wonderful things. Like God is good in my life. I feel happy all the time. Things happen. They, I just, they just happen. Like, you know, and that is actually true. So what I, what I think is very interesting is that we have so much more power in our life than we know. And lots of it is based on these thoughts and these emotions that we've been programmed to believe and, um, and so, the, as you, y'all all know, the more aware you become of a program, the more that you can, you can change it if it is not um, in your best interest, if it's not in alignment with the core of who you are. So, um, so yeah, so, so what I think is so interesting is if we can become so good at at um, stepping into our power. And I'm not talking about control because I don't believe we have that control. I believe that we have power inside of us. And so if there are thoughts that are life-giving, that's the, the energy of those thoughts is what you want to tune into. It's like Jamie talked about, you know, tuning the energy, the tuning the radio station of your mind to the song that you want to play inside your head, you know? 
And the and if we can feel the energy of of who we are, feel the energy of what we want to create. There is so much science behind this now, and Dispenza is one of them. Dr. Joe Dispenza, I think Caroline Leaf talks about talks about it. So there's so much science behind how incredible uh, the incredible power that is in our being and our ability to choose that electromagnetic signal and our ability to create from a powerful place within. And um, so before I go on, Ben, is there anything else you want to add to uh, add to this whole conversation about energy and yeah, please come up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's great. To the next. Um, I think I think the only other thing that I mean we could talk for hours and hours about everything because it's so cool. Yeah. But uh, the thing about dropping into your heart, I think, is really really significant. Yes. And yes. you may be talking. Are you going to talk about that at Let's all? Let's talk about that. Uh, right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love talking about the heart. Do you want me to dive it? So, um, there's so much we could talk about with this, but the reason why, on the scientific layer, why why dropping into the heart is so significant is because the way that the body functions is based based on how the heart is sending signals to the body okay have you talked about this with anybody is this totally new i i don't some people have heard this but some people haven't so okay (laughs) this is big one this is a big one so the heart isn't actually and you're a nurse right Teacher. Somebody was a nurse one time and I thought it was you, but not you. I'm sorry. Somebody somebody might get frustrated with with me saying this. But I have a whole bunch of doctors that I can say, just go look at them. Um, So the heart isn't actually a pump in its essential function. Okay. The essential function of the heart is actually to send light signals throughout the body. Okay, and the the body, everything, everything in creation emits light, okay, low-level light. And the body emits light, and within the light of the heart signals contains the information that directs how the body is supposed to function, right? It, like, is literally materializing the, what the heart believes it needs to materialize, right? And so on the essential layer, whatever a person believes in their heart of hearts is what actually materializes in the body. And this is why affirmations are only this much of the picture, right? They're a huge part of the picture, but in the whole part of it, nothing is really going to happen until it drops from here down to the heart, okay? Now, we, we need to start here because a lot of times this is where the blockages come from, Right? Uh, and most of the time actually through association, right? Something essentially can be good, but we have an association with pain with this good thing. So we're like, oh, it's like a, an allergy or, or a reactive response in a way. You're like, oh, I don't even, there may be nutrition in there, but I'm going to push it away because my body doesn't, I don't know how to handle that pain, Right. So it's the pain or the blockage that we need to get past, you know, doing the tapping or whatever exercise to get past that so that the goodness of the, the belief that we want to have can then start dropping into the heart, which is the way that we genuinely experience life, right? So um, 
Yeah, I mean, that's, you probably have a lot to say about that. This is so great. I'm so glad you brought this up. So have y'all heard the term heart coherence? Mm -hmm. So when the heart is coherent, it sends a very clear wave-like signal from the heart to the brain. And just, just as a side note, remember, your brain is not the most powerful place in the body. The heart is actually 500 times. 500 times? Stance. No, it's great. Um, so that made my heart happy. Um, so um, the heart is is I think it's five. Is it five hundred? Mm. I get mixed up with the numbers. Is it five thousand? It might. Yes, I think it There's is. There's a lot it's of numbers that are mind blowing. Stronger. So here's an actual. So the nervous system, which is you know central nervous system to periphery, it goes from two to four hundred miles per hour, sending signals throughout the body, which sounds kind of fast, but we know. It's way, way, way faster the way that the body is actually responding to its environment. Okay, and they they have figured out that the way that the how fast the light is sent through the body, which is the actual transmit transmittance of information, is called a femtosecond, which is like one trillionth of a second from like to make a circuit through yeah, the body, super fast. which is pretty much a lot faster. Femto, F-E-M-T-O. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's all this incredible stuff happening at lightning speed. Yeah. And the thing that's just been so powerful to me is that, um, you know, if, if, our, if we are feeling, if our heart is shut down, you know, because the world is so hard on, on our heart. And, and um, being in this world, you know, there's so many things that can create blockages and, and just heaviness and weigh us down. And so whenever the heart is, is blocked off, it's signal, or it, or you feel stressed out. It's signaling, or it's sending an incoherent signal from the heart to the brain to the body. So what happens is that incoherent signal. It's almost like this zigzaggy, lightningy thing, and it's like, and it hits the brain like a gong, and the 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 neurotransmitters turn into literal chemicals called neuropeptides, and they go down the central spinal column, and then they inform every cell of your body. So this is the short version of how what you're feeling makes its way into your body. And Jamie talked about this a minute ago, how her body was literally patting her from pain because of all that she was going through. That's part of the, that's part of the process of how that happens. So imagine if, on the positive side, if you are feeling uh, open and, and jo- you know, joyous and light and free and you're feeling that in your heart, it's sending a coherent signal, which is a very orderly, wave-like signal from the heart to the brain, it hits the brain like a gong. And you know, again, this is happening at however, whatever that word was, super fast. Hits the brain like a gong. The neuropeptide, you know, neurotransmitter turns into a neuropeptide, which is a chemical, goes down the central spinal column and forms every cell of the body. And when the body is in that coherent state, it can heal, it can restore, it can repair. And not only can it do that, but you are emitting that electromagnetic signal of openness and joy and peace. You're literally glowing in the world. And I think that's what it means, being the light of the world. You know, we know that scripture? Be the light of the world, right? So not only is it affecting everyone around you, but it's affecting your physical body. So I'm like, why not? Let's glow, shall we? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Okay, I could talk a long time about the heart, but let's get to some um, journaling, some intention setting. So... Um, my goal for this time is just for you, for you to be able to really hone in and tune into your core and the energy of what you're wanting to create 
And um, even if today you you don't feel like you necessarily have the the answers to some of the questions that I'm going to be asking, just go ahead and write them down, and you can just kind of percolate or you know marinate on them, and then just see what comes, even over the next couple of days. But I'm just going to dim the lights a little bit, turn on some music, um, get comfy. We've only got about 20-ish more minutes. Um, so you may even want to, um, you can even close your eyes and just really tune in. But remember, this is your time. And um, one thing I want to say real quickly is one of the things that can block connecting with our vision or intention at our core is um, two things. One is trying to get it right. You know, right is, is sort of the enemy of creation because it's kind of not... Right is almost like black and white thinking versus color. You know, color has so much beautiful spectrum, but, but getting it right, you know, is kind of like black and white, that contrast. And the other thing is, is worrying about shoulds. Like, what should I feel? Like, what should I want to create? Rather than just tune into what's in you. What is lighting you up? And what we're really wanting to do is hone in on... Um, as I'm asking these questions, what we're going to do is notice what takes your energy down. So you need to, you need to tune in and really notice what is kind of feeling heavy to me, what feels stressful, what feels harsh, and, and, and uh, notice what those things are and then tune into the energy of what feels light and exciting and buoyant and open and, and abundant and and that's, that's what we want to head more for. And it, it's not about doing it perfectly. It's just about beginning to observe what that energy is inside of you. Okay. So I'm just going to ask some of these questions. And um, we will dive into that. Just get some little music here. Okay. Let's just take a deep breath in. Exhale through your mouth. Take another deep breath in. Exhale it out. One more full breath in. Exhale it out. So just take a moment to think over the past year. And feel into it. And just want to notice as you, as you think through it and feel through the different events in your life. And notice what... <coughs> in your life has caused you to feel that sense of heaviness. And just notice what naturally just pops up. It could be certain fears or preoccupation with something or frustration with your body. So what in your life has caused you to feel heavy? You can just write that question down. (coughs) 
And then just keep noticing that. But just trust that you're being guided with whatever comes to you. So you don't have to necessarily go looking for it. Just ask for guidance. Noticing what pops up just naturally. Let's just notice thoughts that are maybe chronic, but what thoughts do you notice that are constantly running through your head that take your energy down? So they might just naturally pop up. What chronic thoughts take your energy down? Again, anytime you feel stuck, just in your heart, just open up and trust that you're going to get the guidance you need. there's any actions that after you after you do this particular thing you feel a lowering of energy so maybe that's like too much screen time or um, a particular thing that you do that you're afterwards it, you just notice your energy is like dipping so what actions take your energy down
continue to tune into this from the deeper place of your core, not just from your mind, noticing how it feels. The next question is, what foods do you notice take your energy down? Afterwards, you feel lethargic or sluggish, just lower energy. Just observe without judgment. Next question, what environments, we're almost done with this part of it, hang in there, what environments bring your energy down? So what places do you notice that you walk into? It could be a public place or a, a home or just notice where you feel that drop in energy. question here, a little different, is there anyone's opinion or opinion of you that you need to let go of in order to embody your vision and your intention? Anyone's opinion or opinion of you you need to let go of, it's keeping you from your vision or intention. And again, just observing without judgment. You don't necessarily have to know what to do about what you notice, just notice. Is there anyone's opinion or opinion of you that's keeping you from following your vision and intention? And you don't have to know what to do about it, just observe that it's there. Just whenever you feel ready, take a deep breath in. Just close your eyes. Exhale through your mouth. And just take a few more breaths. To just, just intention to release some of this stuff that may be holding on to you or you holding on to it. 
You may not know how, but when you open your heart to just let go of some of these toxic or heavy energies, environments, perceptions, you open up to just letting it go and letting something new come in. Anything is possible. One more deep breath in. And exhale through your mouth. Okay. So let's um, tune into what lights you up at your core. So we'll get specific here. What ideas have caused you you know, over the last year to feel inspired? What ideas create that upward spiral? Again, just open up and trust that what you need is going to drop right in. you tune into the idea, you'll feel that lightness or that quickening in your heart. And on the heels of that, what thoughts bring your energy up? These could be in the form of I am statements or just thoughts that come to you or you notice that lightness, that joy, that peace inside of you. Remember, this doesn't have to be profound. It can be simple, but you'll notice that lightness inside your heart. Next question, what daily practices do you notice? Bring your energy up. And again, keep tuning into your heart. Tune into your core. What do you notice? You feel that lightness inside, peace inside.
then just observing what foods bring your energy up. And just be really aware of the, the pseudo-energizers versus the, the true energizers when it comes to food. What foods bring your energy? Take it up. Yeah. question is, what environments? What do you notice? It could just be certain types of outdoor places. It could be homes or public places. But what do you notice where there's, there's a life-giving feeling? What environment brings your energy up? Next question. It's a little different than what we've been talking about, but um, tune into how you want others to experience you. How do and you can ask it from from your your vantage point. How do I want others to experience me? of that last question how do I want to feel in my life just tune into your heart just open up how do I want to feel
to just close your eyes and and just tune into whatever even a little bit of light, peaceful energy you feel in your heart center. That sense of openness to possibility, freedom from things in your past and the shedding of old beliefs and emotions and ideas. Just remembering that every moment is new and that we always have the the ability to choose our thoughts, our emotions, our direction in life. And we have so much love all around us, so much guidance. And so just take a moment, just open your heart. Letting that goodness wash over your whole body. And just knowing that the more you stay in the energy of this vision, this intention, the more you heal your body, your life, your relationships, you create a ripple effect in the world. Deep breath in. Okay. How'd that feel for you guys? Mm-hmm. Okay.